to investors getting out of the property market when COVID hit, there is a huge lack of properties available for a large number of tenants wanting to change location, upgrade the size of their home for their growing family needs and those wanting to leave the family nest. Melbourne vacancy rates are at an all-time low, meaning that tenants are competing for each and every property in some suburbs, making it difficult to secure a new home, even when a deadline is looming. Today, we are going to hear from one tenant and her story about how she struggled to get a property and what she did to succeed. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Lander. While the market tightens up and you want to sell your property, have comfort in knowing that real copyright has been in the real estate market since 1994. We have seen interest rate rises, GFCs, COVID lockdowns and changes of government that change the way buyers think. And each and every time, we help our vendors get the best price possible for their property. If you want a real estate copywriter who knows the market, contact Lisa on 5977-889 to find out more. Steph is 25 years old and has been renting for over six years. Steph has seen how easy and how hard it is to secure a property in the diverse markets. And here to tell us why she feels it's important that our listeners are aware of how to navigate the rental market, welcome Steph. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. Now, how many properties have you rented in the past six years? Well, I've actually only... Rented. Well, we're in our, our second rental now. Okay. So we were in our first rental for five years, though. So that's like long enough to yes. understand how the rental market works. Yes. Uh, and now we're in a private um, rental. That, okay. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. So, Rather than through a property manager. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, the one through the the real estate was for five years. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So why did you change from your five year one to? The one that you're in now, um, we it, we just well and truly outgrown it. Yeah. Um, it was a very small house. It was only a two bedroom unit. Yes. Um, it it was just it was very old when we moved into it, and five years in it, it was just yeah, we'd well and truly outgrown. We needed more more room, more space. Yeah. Um, and the property we're in now, my fiance's family actually own, so okay. it's sort of like an investment property. Yeah. Um, so that's a step towards us getting our own place and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just wanting to get out of the sort of the real estate agent sort of. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So before you secured the family investment property, how many properties did you actually apply for? So our first, when we moved into our first one, I was 19. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jacob would have been 21. Yeah. Um, And it was, I I can't remember how many like how many times we would have applied for one place alone, mm. but it was basically six months of, well, maybe seven months actually, constantly being apl- applying and getting rejected. Oh, wow. Um, it, yeah, it just, it would take constant applications, um, like going to inspections every Saturday yeah. and just constantly being rejected. Um, so, yeah, it took a good seven months to find our first rental property when we wow. were, yeah, six years ago. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. And that's that was even pre-COVID. So that's like, 
Would that have been because of your age, do you think? I think so. Um, it, it seems to be that landlords have a very specific sort of tenant they, they want in their properties. Yeah. Like a lot of them turn their nose up at like young families because they're like, oh, maybe the mum's going to be home. So that's only one person working. So that's less money to yeah. pay the rent. Uh, they a lot, lot of the time don't like young guys because they're like, well, it's going to be a party house, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we thought we might have a shot being a young working couple, but even mm. that didn't really seem to help our case. Um, it was just, it was really, really difficult. We, we really struggled to yeah. get accepted. Um, but I think it was mostly probably because of our lack of experience. Like we were first time renters yeah. and our age being so young as well. Yeah. So this second time, did you apply for many or was it just that this family investment came up and you thought? It was more the family investment came up. Um, So it was being private. It's just a little bit less stress not having to deal with um, the agencies. Um, So it just, it was a little bit better for us and Jacob's family needed somewhere for us, needed someone to move into the investment property. So it it just was a better option for us. And it's a brand new house. So very, very different to living in our broken down little two bedroom unit for five years and then moving into a brand new house. So yeah. Yeah, it was just a new path for us, really. Yeah, fair enough. What type of property were you looking for originally? Like, did you change the type or do you, it was very specific, this is what we're get, wanting to get? I think when you first start applying, you have an idea of what you want. Yeah. Um, like, you sort of picture it, like you imagine, like you're living there and you have this really, yeah. you know, yeah, this idea of what you want and you sort of have to lower your standards a little bit. <laughs> um, it starts off with, all right, let's get a three-bedroom unit. That would be really, really good. So we'd have yeah. an extra bedroom, like somewhere for people to stay, and then yeah. you get knocked back for that. You're like, all right, well, maybe let's go to a two-bedroom unit. Yeah. Like at one point we were looking at like one-bedroom studio apartments because oh, wow. we just – there was just nothing available and a lot of the houses are so old mm. <laughs> um, and a lot of the time when you're applying, like you look at the photos and you're like, oh, it looks great and then you see the inspection and you're like, that doesn't look anything like the photos. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, we sort of had to lower our standards a little bit and we ended up just sort of going for the first one we were accepted for Yeah. because um, we just had so many months of disappointment mm. uh, and it was just getting ridiculous at this point. Yeah. Um, so we just ended up sort of settling and it was a beautiful place. Place. Like it was yeah. right on the beach. Um, it was wonderful for our first place together, but yeah. it did have its pro- have its problems as yeah. well. Yeah, it's it's never never what you idealistically you know think that your first home is going to be like. No, not no. at all. <laughs> oh, look, I remember my first home. I rented uh, one, two, three, four places before I bought my first house, and the first one oh, it's nineteen ninety two. Very long time. Ago. Wow. Um, and we were told that it was just a one-bedroom apartment, no courtyard, no nothing, but we opened the door and there was a bit of a garden, which was common um, to it, but it felt really, really dark. Uh, and we were told $90 a week. Wow. <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when we actually signed the documents, they – just slightly put the rent up to $95 a week. And we said, no, that's not what we agreed on. We agreed on 90. And they're like, well, do you want it or not? And it's like, you know, and you just sort of take it because you can. Yeah, exactly. People are desperate. Yeah. Yeah. And they play on that, which is really a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So what was the maximum rent you wanted to pay for that first place? Um, well, I think it was listed for, uh, I think it was 300 a week. But when you work out the math, because we paid monthly there, it ended yeah. up being a bit more than that when you work out like per calendar month. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was listed as 300 a week, a week, which is in our price range. I think the maximum we were wanting to pay at that time was sort of 350 maybe 375 nothing yeah. really more than that we weren't able to afford 400 a week at that yeah. point um so yeah it, w- it was sort of in our price range um mm. but some of these places what they're listed for and like the condition of the house you're yeah. like it, it's really not not worth that much yeah. um so oh we had rising damp which is not allowed anymore we had rising damp all our clothes were ruined is that the like camp. the mold mm. oh, yeah God. in our first place um my partner had no oh my boyfriend at the time I should call him um he had all those beautiful you know designer suits and they were just all ruined oh god um yeah and that was because the wardrobe was backing onto the shower so there was obviously a leak in the shower and the wardrobe just you know penetrated through mm. the you know through the wardrobe yeah 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 obviously conditions have changed since yeah yeah <laughs> I actually wrote it up that apartment oh, probably about it two years ago oh wow I'm like, wow, this was my first apartment I've you know, ever rented. Oh, so you lived there and then you ended up writing, writing yeah, it up. Yeah, writing oh, up. Oh, like, cool. What, it's now 30 years, so it would have been like yeah, 28 years yep. later. Wow. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. Oh, that's a lot of coincidence. But it was, you know, obviously renovated and <laughs> yep. changed a bit since I last yep. stood, stood foot in it. But, yeah, um, yeah, it is yeah, – they do really prey on – Young people who don't know what they're looking at. Oh, yes, they do. I think they a lot of landlords bank on you being naive. Yeah. And that's one of the things I wanted to stress is, like, know your rights. Like, yeah. don't put up with lousy landlords because, yeah. like, as much as our landlord was – she was okay. Like, at the end of the day, like, she gave us a place to live for yeah. five years of our lives. I spent my whole 20s so far in that house. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of stuff she did that was just not okay. Yeah. And, like, I don't even know why we put up with it for so long. Yeah. Um, but, and yeah. you know that the Rental um, Tenancy Act all came in uh, March last year where there's a whole heap of new rental yeah, rights? Yeah, I, I did hear that, like, you know, they can't say no to pets now. They can't tell you can't hang pictures up or something. Because when we first started, there were so many rules of what yeah. you can and can't do. So yeah. I suppose it's good that things have changed or have they gotten stricter? <laughs> um, it's the, the landlords think that it's more for the tenants. However, it's just also creating a higher level of livability and expectation. Yeah, it's things like... Um, Dishwashers and air conditions are now considered to be uh, emergency repairs. Oh, where you know some people go, you know, you can wash your dishes in the in the you know sink, or you can you know buy yourself a fan if it's too hot or whatever. Yeah. However, the reason why they're classified as emergency repairs is the knock-on effect. So, for instance, if the dishwasher leaks water, then it damages the floor, then oh, it's got to damage the subfloor, right. and it's a massive amount of work. Yep. Okay. Same with air conditioners because they drip water. Yep. The knock-on effect to everything else that will happen. Yep. So um, it's like, okay, if you understand that, yeah, fair enough. Um, it still means that you could still wash your like, don't use the dishwasher. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have a dishwasher. Like, I've only just had my first dishwasher ever, apart from when I lived at home. Yeah. But, um, it, oh, my God, it's just, like, 
like a privilege after washing dishes in a tiny little sink for years yeah. and years and years. Yeah. So it's very nice to have that. Yeah. Oh, look, it's good. A dishwasher is good because it hides all the dirty dishes. Exactly. That's what I use it for. Mm. Clear away the mess, the illusion that I'm yeah. tidy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's good for. So, yeah. So you've had a whole heap of applications for that first property. Um, do you think you used any different tactics to, you know, um, secure the property? Back then it wasn't really. I know these days um, people are offering like six months in advance rent. We were not in the position no. to do that at all. We could barely afford, you know, and anything actually, at that age. It's actually illegal to ask for more than a month now. Yeah, I was going to say, like, who who can, like, it's... Doesn't, it seems like a sort of like not on the books sort of thing to be offering that much rent in advance. But um, yeah. yeah, we were not in a position to do that. Yeah. Um, I think oh, we were so inexperienced. We weren't really sure what to do. We, we um, started writing a little bit about ourselves in our application to make mm. it, well, not like to make it seem, because we are good people, but yeah. to sort of sound, um, I, so, I, get, I, get, ugh, I guess, approving to yeah. the landlord or the property manager or whatever. Um, and we, you had to go to the inspections. Like you you couldn't, a lot of the, the, how the applications work, I think it was through a a website or a program called OneForm. Um, so you had to apply for all the houses via that website. Um, and a lot of them you couldn't apply without going and seeing the house, which was really irritating, um, finding the time to go to the inspections. Um, but trying to look really presentable, we went to the inspections yeah. and sort of like having a word to the agent and being like, oh my God, like we really suit this house. And yeah. we, were, we were running out of options. <laughs> um, we weren't really short because we were so young and so dumb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, I'm not really sure. Like, Look, I think, you know, making yourself known to the property manager yeah. and creating a conversation and helping. Yeah, so you're not yeah, just another no, application. But, but, yeah. yeah. But so it depends on which agents you were, you know, you're applying through. Some um, have a whole elitist status of different property managers. So there'll be the business development manager who looks after renting, um, sorry, finding the rental properties. Then there's a leasing manager, and all they do is turn up to the open for inspections. Yeah. And then there's the property manager who actually manages the property, you know, with a current tenant. So the leasing manager won't be necessarily the person that you're talking to as you go along, but you've got to kind of persuade them because they're the ones who look at the applications. Mm, yep. So, yeah, it's really um, knowing who you're talking to. When you, uh, for instance, apply, they'll have the person who's been standing out the front with almost a no name and then the person who is in charge of the property on the listing, Yep. which are two different people. Oh, Okay. So while you think that you're talking to the right person, you're kind of not. Mm, I didn't know that. <laughs> mm. So obviously the rental times have changed and, you know, we're, we're back to that way that it is very hard to find mm. a rental property. Yeah. Um, as I said in the intro, there is a lack of properties out there at the moment. Um, just to give you some statistics, pre-COVID, 38% of all mortgages were held by investors. March last year, so right in the middle of COVID, 22% of all mortgages were held by investors, which means that 16% of all mortgages dropped out of the market, which means it reduced the number of rental properties on the market for people. Yeah, right. So, yeah, and then because there's high demand, the rents go up. Exactly. It was was already hard back then, you know, six years ago when we were really young and naive, 
yeah. applying for our first rental, it was already difficult then, like yeah. constantly applying, constantly being rejected, making the time to go to the inspections, applying for it, then getting rejected and never knowing why. And I can't even imagine how much harder it is now. Like it was mm. already difficult then, so it's probably 10 times as hard now. Yeah. We um, have friends that we actually just helped move into a new place last weekend and mm. it took them months to find a rental. Yeah. And they're the same as me and, and my partner. You know, we, we um working couple, perfectly yeah. capable of paying the rent, but they just, yeah, they rocked up to inspections and they're against 30 other people. Like yeah. that's 30 applications. Like what's going to make you stand out? Yeah. So it's it's really difficult. Yeah. I, I suppose I'm, I'm grateful when Jacob and I were applying that um, – we weren't in a position where, like, it depended on us getting that place. Like, yeah. we'd, like, we'd have nowhere to live. Like, we were living with his family at that time. So we had somewhere to stay. But I couldn't imagine being in a position where you've got nowhere else to go and you're just you're so desperate to find a yeah. place. It's, yeah, it's not good. No, it's not good. And, you know, the government really needs to do something about it. They do. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's only getting worse. And obviously some suburbs are worse than others, like mm. um, down our way, which is, you know, Frankston to the peninsula that's really really difficult but whereas the city you know there's lots of vacant apartments available because mm. you know overseas students haven't turned up yet yeah <laughs> now did you have any troubles getting your bond back um our bond getting a bond back for the place we were at uh, a couple of months ago it was a little bit of a journey because it was such an old house yeah and we'd been there for so long, there was obvious wear and tear. So we had yeah. to put quite a bit of work into fixing the place up. Yeah. Um, so we had to paint. We had to steam clean the carpets. I had it uh, professionally cleaned. I had uh, like a vacate clean done. I had the windows professionally cleaned. Uh, and it was it was a shared property. So we had to clear all our stuff out of the garage. Um, and I had to get hard rubbish collection tools. There was so much to pay for. There was a lot that went into the process yeah. of us moving out. And there was a little bit of a hiccup with us getting it back because the property manager wasn't quite clear on what we had to do to get our bond back because we, we did the steam cleaning everything. We checked that off the list. And she's like, right, you'll get your bond back when you clear everything out of the garage. And we're like, yep, okay, done. Sent her a photo of the empty, empty garage. Thought that was all good. And she's like, oh, actually, you'll, you'll get it back once you book in the hard rubbish collection. I'm like, okay. So, I you know, I had it booked in, showed yeah. her the receipt of it, me paying for it. Oh, actually, you'll, you'll get it once it's collected. And it had been like quite a few weeks by now. Yeah. So it was just her, I guess, not being clear. Yeah. Um, but we didn't end up getting it back in the end. So that's good because we really needed that money. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we, we didn't have too much trouble but yeah there was just a lot of work that went into us uh, moving out yeah see my my tip when it comes to that is get a place which looks really crappy and so when you return it five years later it still looks crappy and mm. it's just wear and tear yeah that's a good idea <laughs> there, there was a lot we didn't bother like because it was already quite damaged when we moved in mm. and like my mother-in-law was like, what about, we what about we fix this? What about we fix that? And I'm like, we didn't actually do that. Like, yeah. it's, it's not my job to renovate this property for yeah. my landlord. Like, you know, she should sort of keep it, you know, yeah. in good condition. But we did, we did what we could to leave it in a better condition than what it was when we moved in. Yeah. And um, so they shouldn't have done anything to remove your, your bond at all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we did get it back though. So, yeah, yeah that's good. good in the it's, end. Yeah. But time is money. You know, if they were holding on to it for a month, like I don't even think that's allowed. It's yeah, it was it was a couple of weeks we, it took for us to get it back. Um, even though we, after we, you vacated, yeah, we'd already moved out. Um, the whole process of us moving out was just a pain. Yeah, so what? Yeah, one of the properties I rented, um, the I I actually rented an apartment 
below and then when the bigger apartment became available I asked to move upstairs so I knew that they'd painted the place for the previous tenants and then the pre the, the previous tenants they were silly enough to um, they chose the right color to repaint whatever they stuffed up but they did it in a gloss instead of a matte oh, and no. so there's these big patches of gloss everywhere where they were trying <laughs> to fix it up and then the, so the property manager said oh do you want me to you know get it repainted I'm like no, I'll just put like a mirror over the top of it or something mm. like so I don't see these big glossy patches everywhere. So, you know, when I left, it was a means you don't have to fix it because you didn't do it. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hard when you've got a brand new house. So brand new homes are really, really tough. I did do a, a brand new house once and within three months of being there, there was a massive crack through the staircase because oh, I didn't really? build, it, build it properly. That, and they try to blame that. Oh, that's nice. one thing I find with brand new houses like I was talking to my fiance about this the other day like houses built in the 70s like they were built well like yeah. yes they're old-fashioned but they're built strong and yeah. well and they're made to last like houses these days you brand new ones they yeah they'll go up in six months you know in six months you'll have a brand new house yeah. vintage, but they're not the quality yeah. that you know places used to be and no. they I feel like they, they do get damaged quite okay. easy as Look, well you know they are better than like I would never move into a 90s house 90s mm. was like when they really the quality of building was just not there mm. um but and there was a lot of mass production kind of builds going on yeah um like i remember well we lived in this uh townhouse development and i reckon there was a hundred townhouses in this development on an old school site and yeah and so literally within three months there was this massive crack and that's because the land hadn't settled properly oh, right. and it was nothing to do with us it like how would could we put like a meter and a half no, like long crack that's, yeah that's got nothing to do with you <laughs> yeah but they scrutinize on brand new homes that's that's the issue like because it was brand new but mm. like being a private tenant you'll be fine yeah but uh yeah i would never rent a brand new house yeah because everything is supposed to they expect it to be brand new when you leave it like obviously yeah, you'd be tiptoeing around you wouldn't want to like live in it no. you know it wouldn't be hard like they feel like you can't live in them because they're just so pristine and brand new and yeah. breakable you yeah can't get comfortable yeah we're gonna have a bit of a break and after the break we're going to talk more to steph about how she dealt with her property managers You're listening to Real Estate Right and I'm Sue Langada and we're talking to the lovely Steph about her struggles to find a rental property when the market is in an all-time high for demand and an all-time low for vacant properties. How did the property managers tell you that your applications was unsuccessful? So when you get rejected, it's sort of like going for a job interview and yeah. you think you did really well and you have high hopes and you start yeah. imagining yourself working there. And then you get the, you know, the email, I'm so sorry that we'll keep your resume on file, but you've yeah. been unsuccessful and they don't really tell you why. And yeah. you're like, well, that's no help to me. Like, how can I improve this in the future to, yeah. you know, um, better my chances? So you, you weren't really told yeah. why you weren't accepted. You were just told you rejected. Yeah. So that sort of left us thinking, oh, geez, what are we doing wrong? What can we do better? Yeah. Um, so that was really difficult to know what, what we should change um, to better our chances at, at um, 
getting a property yeah. so that that was really hard like I wish they sort of sent an email being like here's some pointers yeah uh, don't do this don't do this maybe try this yeah um turn up in a business suit then we'll know that you are professional yeah <laughs> but yeah all those sort of things would be nice but they don't no not at all yeah so at any point were they helpful in trying to find your place or were they more interested in managing the properties were they helpful in trying to find your place? Like, did you say, look, we have applied for 10 properties in the last seven months and no one has let us rent their properties. Did you actually ask any chance you can help us find us a place? Uh, not really. Like, we, we sometimes went into, um, like, real estate offices, mm. like, you know, Ray White or O'Brien or whatever, um, and would ask for, like, the the list. La- latest, the list of, of rentals they have available. Yeah. And you sort of try to sweeten them up and be like, oh, we've been applying for ages. You know, we've had a lot of trouble, but everyone's having trouble. So yeah. why are you any different? Yeah. Um, so it, it, you're sort of left in the dark. You're not really told what you're doing wrong yeah. uh, and what you need to change. Um, you, you're sort of on your own um, mm. until, until you figure it out. And it's just this sort of journey of applying and being rejected yeah. and until you get accepted, unless you go... Uh, privately, which I suppose um, like makes it more of like an intimate sort of exchange with the landlord so you can yeah. meet them and sort of plead your case or whatever. Yeah. But when you get doing it through like agencies, it, it's it's sort of clinical. Like they don't really yeah. care. And again, <laughs> you're always talking to the wrong people. The receptionist has got nothing to do with the Exactly. She wouldn't know. She wouldn't yeah. have a clue. Yeah. Um, you know, you really need to find, you know, the property manager. And, and it's building relationships with everything. Mm. You know, if you can build some relationships – with some property managers or even like the property manager that you had in the in the first place, they would go, look, you know, know that you're leaving but and I know you need something bigger, I will try and find something for you. They will do that mm. if they're any good. Yeah. That's what people should know, like who, who to talk to because yeah. we, we certainly didn't. Like we yeah. were just too... 20 year olds that just wanted a place to call our own. Like yeah. we, we didn't know how to um, sort of better our chances and, and who to speak to, to, um, to help us find yeah. a property. It was, it was really hard. And I think a lot of people that are moving out of home for the first time or yeah, desperately trying to find a place aren't aware of what they yeah. can do to, to help themselves find yeah. a rental. So when you do find a rental, butter up your property manager, like mm. send them a Chrissy card, send them, you know, say hi every now and again. I've got no complaints. I'm really happy with my home. Like, no. So, yep. And then they remember these things and they go, oh, yeah. you know, oh you're leaving us. Why are you leaving us? Yep. <laughs> oh, do you want me to try and find your place? Guess what? That's how you get your home. Mm, yep. Yeah? I think it's just good in theory. <laughs> <laughs> so when you did go to those open for inspections, when there was like 30, 40 people inspecting the same property at the same time, do you like go, well, I'm not going to compete with all that? Or do you go, I really, really want it? Sometimes, like, I would do this every time my fiancé would get so sick of it um, because I would look at it online and I'd see yeah. the pictures. I'd be like, oh, my God, I can imagine us living yeah. there. And I would fall in love with every single place. Yeah. And then we'd go and see it and I'd still be in love with it even though there's 40 other people applying. Yeah. Uh, and we, we'd still sort of apply just to, oh, on the off chance we're picked this time even though we would be constantly disappointed every yeah. single time. Um, but I think there was probably a couple where we rocked up and there's a good 30 other people there and you're like, they're, what, how are we going to be picked yeah. out of this? You know, you've got families, you've got older couples that are probably a bit more reliable yeah. or um, a bit more experienced in, in the rental market that are obviously going to be picked over us. Um, yeah. So, yeah, sometimes we would just give up. Like when we um, got accepted for our first rental, we were literally at the point of giving up. I remember we mm. – um. 
we weren't even going to go to the inspection. We had seen like already like seven houses that day. Mm. We went home for lunch and I was like, look, there's this last one. I think it was at like two o'clock or something. Why don't we go and have a look? And, um, we, yeah, we were just sort of like, whatever, like we're not going to get accepted. And we did. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, it was funny when we walked in because this it was a bit odd, the place we moved into. Yeah. Uh, when we walked in, people were walking out of the inspection yeah. and they go, oh, good luck with the shared laundry. And we're like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. So it was, it was a very old house. So there was yeah. a shared laundry. Um, but we were like, oh, well, if people aren't liking it, then maybe mm. we'll get accepted. Yes. Yeah. So we did end up applying for it and we got accepted, I think about a week later. Yeah. So we were just over the moon. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, one thing that my property manager has told me, which is really, really interesting, because you know how you've sort of said that, um, you know, work, working couple, you know, you think that two incomes was better than one and mm. lots of stuff. Apparently, property managers actually look for people who are on government benefits. You're joking. And the reason why is because they get rental assistance. And rental assistance means they almost guarantee having their rent paid. Right. That that's really interesting because when we were applying, well, I think we end, I think we ended up mentioning to an agent like, come on, like, can you give us some pointers? What can we do yeah. to make a send out? And they pretty much said to us, if you're on Centrelink, we won't even look at your application. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they want you working. They want you both pretty much working full time so they know their rent is going to be paid. Like if you're sitting at home on Centrelink, they're not interested. So yeah. that's that's really interesting. Maybe See, times have changed. Well, maybe they have changed a little bit. Um, I suppose like what does it matter like how you earn your money? No, I mean, obviously you're not a drug dealer or something. Yeah. But like, you know, what, what does it matter how you earn your money? As long as you're earning enough so they know yeah. their rent is going to be paid, it shouldn't yeah. matter. I don't no. think people should be judged on that because what about young mums that are on benefits that that really need somewhere to live and they might be, you know, getting enough to pay the rent with Centrelink but they don't have a job. Like why should that yeah. make them be knocked back? So oh, that's good that, they're, yeah. that they've sort of changed their mind about that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it, it it all depends on, I guess, how much rent assistance and all that fun exactly, stuff that yeah. they can get because, you know, single mum might get some child support, which helps and mm. all that sort of stuff. But, yeah. Now that you've, you know, you're on your second property, you know, if you move out of this new family home, obviously you'd probably want to be buying. Like that's, mm. that's next stage, isn't yep. it? Yeah. Yeah. So my my partner and I have actually put a deposit on some land. Okay. So Yeah. So we'll be building on that within sort of the next year and a half. So we yeah. start paying it off later this year. Yeah. Uh, and we, because it's in like an estate, they have lots of rules with how long they, an empty plot can sit there. Mm. So we have to build on it within within two years. So ultimately we would like to be moving into our, our house that we own. Yeah. Um, but if we were to move into another rental, like there's probably things I would do differently. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly wouldn't want to because just how difficult it is to navigate these yeah. days and how hard it is to find one. I honestly wouldn't want to go back into yeah. the rental market. And having, having your own home is definitely better in the way that, you know, you can do your own thing. To mm, it. It's something we've always reason. wanted. That's yeah. another reason we moved out of the place that we were in for five years. It's yeah. just a step towards us. Um, getting our own place because renting is good for you for your first time when you when you're young but yeah. it is just empty money as yeah. well like you don't really get much out of it besides a place to live yeah so oh, yeah. there are some strategies you can use to make it worth your while mm. you know you can run a business from there make that's it, true pay it pay it half your or say a quarter of your rent is um, that is very true tax deductible yeah if you wanted to <laughs> <laughs> just divide the rooms by the 
like the way it works is I'm no accountant, so this is no financial advice, but I believe that you count how many main rooms there are. There's four rooms. You're using one as an office and a quarter of your rent can go towards your home business. Mm, Good idea. But, yes, seek financial advice. Okay, now that you're in your new home, have you had any difficulties with your landlord? Well, my landlord's my mother-in-law. Oh, so that doesn't help. <laughs> so, no, not really. Not really. Uh, it, it, it's um, sort of given us a bit of peace of mind, like being in a, a private rental with like lockdowns and things. Like that was a big yeah. scare for us when we were renting because um, lockdowns were happen- happening. And um, I remember calling um, the real estate agency that we were with, which was Ray White, mm. and saying, what are we going to do? Like, we've been pretty much stood down from our jobs. Like, what are we going to yeah. do? And they were like, uh, get on Centrelink. Like, what do you want from us? Yeah. <laughs> so that was really scary. So it, it's sort of nice to know that, like, it, it's a sort of family-owned house now. Yeah. So there's no landlord that's going to be kicking us out or someone being like, your rent's due, you're going to be evicted. So yeah. it, it's a bit of peace of mind that, um, yeah. yeah, that's a bit different now. But you're a good quality tenant anyway, aren't you? Oh, no, we, we <laughs> never had any complaints. Like, yeah. are we all... Our landlord, she was a nice lady, a little bit inappropriate sometimes. Yeah. Um, like I've got, I've got some horror stories. Uh, we have um, a horror story about a landlord. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> but yeah, she was a nice lady. Like she always gave us Christmas gifts, and she oh, would nice. say, you know, thank you for keeping your flat tidy and everything. So yeah. she was, she was a nice lady, just a little bit inappropriate sometimes. Um, I did actually have to make a couple of complaints about her to oh, the as agency, in she, as in she was like coming to the property unannounced. Yes. Maybe? all the time yeah. um, to the point in the first couple of years we were there I think it was the first sort of two years it was really bad yeah. um, see that's illegal now yeah which I'm glad it, I'm glad it is now yeah. it wasn't then and we would sort of it was hard because we would complain to the agency thinking that the property manager would sort of defend us because yeah. you know you have rights as a tenant and I would google them and I would research to, to know yeah. my rights and I would recite them and they'd be like well they literally said she does what she wants so what do you want us to do and I'm like uh, like, how is this allowed? Um, yeah. Probably my favourite story. Um, I came home one day and there was this beautiful big palm tree in my backyard. Yeah. It was absolutely gorgeous. It was honestly my favourite thing about the house because yeah. uh, we our house backed onto Cannonock Creek, so yeah. there was the river and the palm tree. It was beautiful. I came home and she had, obviously unannounced, come and cut down the palm tree and she was having lunch with her family in her, in her backyard. So wow, that's just beyond inappropriate. Like it was, it's, yeah. yeah, it's like this you don't, you're supposed to have private enjoyment. Yeah. Like it's, it's like you don't live here. Yes. You, you own this property, but you yeah. don't live here. This is our home. Yeah. So she was just out there with her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend. And I think it was her parents and they were just having lunch in our backyard. Like what if I wanted to go and hang washing out or something like it was, it made me really uncomfortable. So who was the shared laundry with? Um, so the way our the property worked um it it used to be a big three-story house yeah and the landlord had subdivided on on, obviously to get as much rent as she could so there was a bottom level yeah uh which is a tiny little one bedroom unit and then there was the level that we were on which is on like the sort of first balcony yeah and then was a top level where one guy lived on his own yeah uh so we were on the the sort of second ground level that had the front door um and we had to share the laundry with the person that lived on the lowest level, if okay. that makes sense. Yeah. But she was never home. I think she didn't really like it there. She didn't like the landlord. Yeah. So she made herself very scarce. I think she stayed with her boyfriend most of the time. 
Uh, so it, it really didn't matter about the yeah. shirt. Like the, I always thought about that person that was walking out of the inspection as we were walking in, like, good luck with the shared laundry. Well, like we never yeah. really had to share it. Like it was, yeah. no, like I th- uh, a couple moved in when we were in lockdown mm. um, and they, they were only there for three months. So we pre- pretty much had it to ourselves. So yeah. it wasn't too bad. But, uh, yeah, she <laughs> – the and land, so the backyard was communal. The backyard was communal. So there wasn't yeah. much of a backyard. It was sort of just a square of, of grass. There yeah. was a boat shed that was locked because it was full of asbestos. Yeah. Um, a garage with no door. Um, yeah. So you couldn't put anything really valuable in there because it could get stolen. Yeah. It was a very run-down house, but it had a lot of character. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a shed sort of area. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, that was probably my favorite story. But so I ended up complaining and I'm like, this, this is not okay. And yeah. like, well, one time it was my 21st birthday actually. And we yeah. had all the family over and my, some of my friends and, and they came over to like do gardening and that. And like, it sort of makes you uncomfortable when you've got yeah. lots of people over and your landlord rocks up. Yeah. So my sister actually ended up asking them to leave. <laughs> she was like, sorry, can you come back another time? They're like, oh, well, you could have told us. And they're like, well, you never tell us when you're going to rock up. So yeah. it's not a good time. Sorry. Um, so yeah, there was, we put up with her because she, it was okay. It was a pretty chill place to live, yeah. but, um, yeah, I probably wouldn't put up with, uh, such an inappropriate landlord again. again. No, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Well, thank you so much, Steph. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on Real Estate Right, and it's been great hearing your stories about your rental. Thank you so much for having me. It's, <laughs> okay. it's sort of a funny story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, there's so many, you know, fun not so fun rental stories. Thanks so much. Wonderful. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. So um, next week we have the debonair Evan Davis from Money Cat to talk to us about bridging finance. Evan will explain the ins and outs of what you need to know when it comes to buying and selling property and how best to get your timing tactics right. So don't miss it. Real Estate Right is produced by Real Copyright, one of Melbourne's leading real estate copywriting companies. And it's written, hosted and produced by me, Sue Langada, with the support of my production and social media assistant, Lisa Fisher. All information given on this podcast is a guide only and delivered to help you understand the intricacies that can happen in real estate. We recommend that you get professional advice that is designed for your own personal circumstances. We would like to thank Podbean for hosting this podcast, Premium Beat for their music, Francis Morello for his voiceover, and Zoom for the recording. If you have a real estate story that is inspiring or a great how-to tip, please contact Lisa on 59778889 to find out how you can be a guest on Real Estate Right in 2022. If you would like to know more about our copywriting services, please email Lisa at orders at realcopyright.com.au. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Right. It's where buyers, sellers, renters and investors get their real estate right. Baby, I'm